2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 3. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 3. That's what they teach you in seminary to say your scripture three times. That's what somebody that went to seminary told me. So that's, that's how I know that. Starting in verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Father, we ask and pray for your anointing upon this service. I'm praying, God, that every person that you would, uh, that they would be ready to hear and to receive, or that they would hone in on what's going to be said today, and God, what's going to be uh, poured within their, into their life to help them, Lord, to live the Christian life, God, that you want us all to live and enjoy. We ask and pray, Lord, that you would quieten every baby, that you would still every little child, and God, where everyone could hear and receive joyfully this day, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's a battlefield, brother. That was an old song. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight, not a game. What's the rest of that? Anybody know? If you knew, you wouldn't tell me because you don't want me to do any more of it, but... Uh, <laughs> Fear, and it's something that we've got to deal with. The Bible mentions it 366 times. It's one for every day of the year and also for leap year as well. Fear is something that happens at the emotional level of our being. Doubt happens at the, not the emotional level, but at the intellectual level of who we are. I've been reading in the Old Testament. I've now got through Joshua, and I'm in the Judges, and I've seen in the book of, jo in the book of Joshua, chapter 12, 31 kings that Joshua defeated. And I thought, huh, there was a battle for every day. And there's a battle for every day for us to wage and us to war and us to win, and we do that through prayer, through praise, through songs, through spiritual songs, through uh, spiritual prayer language, through the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, a lot of ways that God has designed for us to be able to win the battle. And what we read, it talks about casting down every imagination, every argument, casting down every speculation, because basically all that is, is doubt in disguise. Casting down imaginations. That's why the Bible says in the Old Testament, God always told them, particularly in the book of Exodus chapter 20, don't make any graven image. And the reason why, how many of you ever had a picture that somebody had of you that you didn't think was real flattering? And you would like to have that picture back because that really didn't show who you was. That image was not who you knew you really looked like. 
And God is saying the same thing. Don't make any graven image because it don't matter how immaculate you would make it. It don't matter how grandiose it would be. God's saying, that's not what I really look like. I'm a lot bigger than that picture. I'm a lot more awesome than what that picture of you. The Bible talks about the weapons of our warfare, and we can find them in the book of Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read them. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You know what that really is? Patience. I'm going to hit you right where you live today. And when I do this right here, particularly when I'm, talk, when I'm preaching about patience, and I do this right here to you, there's three fingers right back here that's looking right at, back at me. I got one pointing toward you. I got three pointing right back at me. So Paul writes, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, a few verses above that, he, well, in my Bible anyway, he lists what the works of the flesh are. And that there were nine fruit of the Spirit, there are 17 works of the flesh. Think of this as two teams battling each other, and one almost has twice as many as the other team has. Two teams, one is flesh, the other is spirit. Let me tell you something. Love is more powerful than hate. There are people that hate me. I don't understand that. To know me is to love me. I'm a lovable little fuzzball. But there are people... They wouldn't, if I was on fire, they wouldn't spit on me. Now, psychology says this. We've got to deal with the hatred. And God says, no, 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 no. You work on the love. Preacher, how can I overcome hatred? Let me encourage you all today. You can't. Now, let me show you how this works. Love versus hate. Love is a greater force than hate. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. Hate is a work of the flesh. Number three, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says these words, Greater is he that's in you and me than he that's within the world. Amen. Number four, hatred is the absence of love. Number five, you don't overcome hatred. Number six, you ask God to give you love, and love overcomes the hatred. God, I've got hatred for that person. Take it out. Won't work. Won't work. Ain't how God designed all this. It's God, give me love, and love will conquer the hatred. That's how it works. The Bible doesn't say overcome evil with prayer. The Bible doesn't say overcome evil with fasting. 
The Bible does say overcome evil with good. And love is certainly good. Again, psychology says work on the hate. And God says, no, no, work on the love. Joy versus depression. Joy is a greater force than depression. Number two, joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Depression is the work of the flesh. Number three, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he that's in you and me than he that's in the world. Number four, depression is the absence of joy. Number five, you don't overcome depression. Number six, you ask God to give you joy, and joy overcomes depression. I need uh, Frank and Joy Taylor come up here and help me, please. Frank, you stand about right here. And Joy, you stand way over there. All right. If I would say, God, Frank's going to be depression, if you haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> joy's going to be joy. If I would say, God, get rid of depression. And if that could happen, eventually what that does, that leaves a void. And sooner or later, I've got a bad day. And guess what happens? Depression is right back with me again. That's how it works. The idea of that I'm somehow going to get rid of depression, and then I'm going to get rid of depression, and then I'm going to go over here, and then joy is going to come into my life. Not how it works. Not how it works. To be able to battle against depression, what I have got to do is I've got to get joy Wave bye to depression. <laughs> you go over there. That's how this works. It's not me battling with depression, and people say it all the time, I'm battling with depression, I'm battling with depression. No, the way to battle this is you go get joy, you get joy in your life, joy then battles the depression, and the depression goes. Thanks, George. <clears throat> Oh, God, take the depression from me. If God would, it'd still be stuck around somewhere. And again, the moment you got a bad day, here comes depression right back. Oh, God, I'm having a bad day. You've got to have joy. Get you some joy. Ask God to give you joy, and joy overcomes depression. Peace versus strife. Peace is a stronger force than strife. There's a reason I know that. Number two, peace is the fruit of the Spirit. Strife is the work of the flesh. 
even though there are almost double on this negative team, the positive team has nine people on board its team. It is still more powerful than the work of the flesh. First John chapter four, verse four, greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. That's God's word and I believe that. Smith Wigglesworth, a preacher that lived over 100 years ago, his famous statement was that I am a thousand times bigger on the inside than what I am on the outside. That guy realized and knew that greater is he that's in me than he that's within the world. Thank God for that. The truth of God's word. Strife is the absence of peace. How many recognize that to be a true statement? It's true. You don't overcome strife. No. You ask God to give you peace, and peace overcomes the strife. This next one, I'm going to hurry right through. Patience versus impatience. <laughs> Patience is a stronger force than impatience, and I'm saying that by faith. Thank God. Hallelujah. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Impatience is the work of the flesh. Now, see, I figured the ladies would really give me a big amen on that, but uh, you missed your opportunity there. Number three, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. Impatience is the absence of patience. You don't overcome impatience. Nope. You ask God to give you patience, and patience overcomes the impatience. The next is gentleness. We're going to call it kindness. Kindness versus unkindness. You ever met somebody and you say, well, I just really didn't like them. First time you ever met them. How many's done that? I know I have. And the rest of you didn't raise your hand, you're lying. <laughs> I just really didn't like them. Don't know anything about them. Haven't had any kind of lengthy discussion with them whatsoever. I'll tell you how this is going to really help you here. Kindness is a stronger force than unkindness. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Unkindness is the work of the flesh. And in 1 John chapter 4, you ought to know where I'm going by now. Verse 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Unkindness is the absence of kindness. You don't overcome unkindness. You don't do it. You ask God to give you kindness, and kindness overcomes unkindness. Thank God. How many knows a genuinely kind person? You and I believe? I believe they've had to work at that. Oh, no, brother, they're just born that way. You're the same person that says, well, I've got red hair. And I, that's the reason I get mad and just get fiery and just get mad all the time. There we go. <clears throat> you don't overcome unkindness. You ask God to give you kindness and kindness overcomes unkindness. You know, this is one of the things even within the Bible where it talks about the God's loving kindness. 
that God draws men to repentance through his kindness. I love that verse. See, our idea is, oh, no, it only happens when a fire and brimstone preacher's preaching, then people get drawn to repentance. That ain't what God's Word says. God's Word says, my kindness draws men to repentance. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. God has, he's got TLC. God's got the loving kindness. I experience that from time to time at my house. Sometimes it's just kindness. In the mornings, if she's already made the coffee and she's popped in a toaster strudel and she forgot to warm up the icing and it's still kind of hard and I've got to kind of deal with that. Just, you know, she did make the effort. That's kindness. Loving kindness is different. <laughs> Loving kindness is, is, is the scrambled eggs and the biscuits and gravy and the big smile on her face. That's loving kindness. <clears throat> loving kindness is greater than kindness. <clears throat> All right, let's look at the next one. Goodness versus evil. Goodness is a stronger force than evil. Goodness is the fruit of the Spirit. Evil is the work of the flesh. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Number four, evil is the absence of goodness. Number five, you don't overcome evil. Number six, you ask God to give you goodness, and goodness overcomes the evil. Going to the next one, faith versus doubt. Preacher, this is kind of repetitive. That's the point, and I'm hoping you're figuring this all out. Faith is a stronger force than doubt. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. Doubt is a work of the flesh. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he that's in you and me than he that's within the world. Number four, doubt is the absence of faith. Number five, you don't overcome doubt. Number six, you ask God to give you faith, and faith overcomes the doubt, thank God. Meekness versus pride. Meekness is a stronger force than pride. You know who the Bible says in parentheses was the meekest man on the earth? In parentheses in your Bible. Anybody? Moses. She heard me say that before. Moses, the meekest man on earth. Moses, the lawgiver. Moses. Opening up the Red Sea. God used this guy in terrific ways. And on top of all of that, he's the meekest man on the planet. Meekness is stronger force than pride. And I know that flies in the face of what we think. Oh, no. We, we want to see somebody that's proud and, 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 and boastful and, and all of that. Well, they really know where they're going in life, and they just really got it all together. And look how proud they are. And the meek person, 
that's willing to take the back seat and let somebody else go forward. We think of them as being weak. Meekness is not weakness. Weakness is not meekness. It's something different. Muhammad Ali, the last time I seen him on TV, was a meek individual. He ain't always been that way. You know that? In his heyday, when he was knocking out everybody and nobody could touch that guy, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, he got on board a plane and he is flying and and the stewardess come by and says, uh, uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to put on your seatbelt like everyone else on board the plane. And he said, oh, lady, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she said, Superman don't need no plane neither. (laughs) You buckle up. Meekness is a stronger force than pride. Meekness is the fruit of the Spirit. Pride is the work of the flesh. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Number four, pride is the absence of meekness. Number five, you don't overcome pride. Number six, you ask God to give you meekness, and meekness overcomes pride. All right, here's another one I'm going to hurry right through. Temperance versus overindulgence. Amen. <laughs> Number one, temperance is a stronger force than overindulgence. Number two, temperance is the fruit of the Spirit. Overindulgence is the work of the flesh. Come on, that's true. Well, I mean, it really is. It really is. My doctor, he told me back a year ago, he said, Mark, I've just noticed skinny people eat different than the rest of us. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, right. And then I look, I've been paying attention to that, and it's like, yeah, skinny people eat different than the rest of us. <laughs> but are they having any fun? I mean, that's <laughs> come on, come on. Number three, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God can give us the power that we need. Number four, overindulgence is the absence of temperance. Number five, you don't overcome overindulgence. You ask God to give you temperance, and temperance overcomes overindulgence. Let me wrap this up. This has been different than what I usually speak on Sunday morning. Hatred knocks at the door, and can't get in. Why? Love has filled the room. Depression knocks at the door and can't get in. Why? Joy has filled the room. Strife knocks at the door but can't get in. Why? Peace has filled the room. Impatience knocks at the door and can't get in. Why? Patience has filled the room. Unkindness knocks at the door to get in, but cannot. Why? Kindness has filled the room. Evil knocks at the door to get in, but can't. Why? Goodness has filled the room. Doubt knocks at the door to get in, but can't. Why? Faith has filled the room. Pride knocks at the door to get in, but can't. Why? Meekness has filled the room. Overindulgence knocks at the door to get in, but can't. Why? Temperance 
Let's fill the room. We overcome hate with love. We overcome depression with joy. We overcome strife with peace. We overcome impatience with patience. We overcome unkindness with kindness. We overcome evil with goodness. We overcome doubt with faith. We overcome pride with meekness. We overcome overindulgence with temperance. So says the word of God. This could be a life-changing message from the word of God. If you'll let, you let that flow into your life and allow that to happen in your life. I believe this right here, this right here, this right here, not a telephone booth, this right here can turn Clark Kent into Superman. This right here can turn, who was, was this right here can turn Linda Carter <laughs> into, come on, you old-timers, who? Wonder Woman. That's right. That's right. The Word of God getting into a person's life. The Word of God. It's not the Koran. It's not some other goofy book. The Word of God. Not the Koran, not some other goofy book. The Word of God. Not the Koran, not some other goofy book. The Word of God. Get the Word of God into our life. Let's all stand. For those of you getting baptized, you need to go get prepared. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for once again to be able to preach and teach your word. And I'm praying, God, that it would take root and grow into every heart that is here. And Lord, that the altars, as people respond to this, as people come to you and, and, and ask you, God, to help them in these, in these areas of their life, that God, it wouldn't be, oh God, get rid of this depression. No, their prayer is, oh God, let joy flow into my life and joy will deal with this depression that I have. Let that happen in people's lives here today. And God, if there's someone here that's never asked Jesus Christ to be savior of their life, we're asking and praying that today could be their day of eternal consequence when they have bowed at the feet of Jesus and said, Jesus, I know you died for me. I know you love me. I know you made a way for me. And I receive that and accept that now. In Jesus' name, amen. As they sing, these altars are open. If you have a need, bring it to God. You're not bringing it to me. You're not bringing it to Orchardville Church. You're bringing it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He and he alone has the answer that you need. Come right on. Thank God. Thank God. Here's my heart. Would you fill me up? I'm face to the ground. Forsaking my pride, leaving my will, my burdens behind. All I want, all I need is just to be with you, just to
said I belong You say I am yours Nothing compares to knowing you more All I want, all I need Is just to as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.